Thank you for joining me for the EdFranco.com podcast. It's going to start right now. Well, and I, I think, um, you know, kind of back to that ego thing is, you know, we're told uh, during different times, there's different body types that become like the best body type to have. Well, not every woman, especially, you know, and men are going to fit into these body types. So there was a while where like, I'm working out and doing these exercises that, you know, I'm trying to get this certain body type in stuff, but my body doesn't do that. That's not my genetics. It's not, you know, what my body can do. And I started realizing, you know, I don't, I don't want to work out to be someone else. So like, that's that ego, right? Shedding that idea that I'm supposed to be this specific thing in this specific box and looking at my soul and being like, what makes me feel good to move? What kind of exercise would, would make me feel good? So I started doing yoga and I just dance more with Adeline and um, I've been walking a lot, which I've loved and I'm maintaining way better health, you know, this pregnancy than I was with Adeline's and, um, I've noticed it, obviously it helps my body a lot more. I feel better. I feel more enlightened and, and more energetic. And I'm kind of like in a better headspace and not looking at my body with anger. You know, I'm looking at myself, like, look at all the stuff that you do. You know, you're growing a human and you've outgrown other humans, you know, like, yeah. So well, it's funny. You said that I have a friend of mine that's a sales trainer and he, uh, he'll post pictures that he's in, uh, he has a house in uh, Costa Rica if she's watching, if he watches this, he'll know what I'm talking about. But he criticizes other sales trainers that like have Ferraris and things like that. He says, well, that's that's just egotistical. Well, that's just they, what they want. Mm-hmm. No, no, let them get what they want. If they think yeah. a Ferrari or a Lambo, listen, I'd love to have a brand new Corvette. Is it because, I don't know, it's probably because of my ego. I'd love to be seen in a Corvette, right? I think they're sexy. I think all those cool things, right? That's just my thing. Where someone else might want to buy a Lamborghini or not have anything. Maybe they just want to give money to charity. That's that's up to each individual. So I'm going to criticize people. And these sales, these guys, you know, the Grant Cardones and all these guys, they have their own niche in the world. And if people believe them and they're being honest, that's up to them. I don't, right. you know, I don't have the same technique as they, I, they would have. Right. And, and also recognizing ego versus what you want out of your life experience. Like I, um, what was the one? Like, yeah, but okay, if, the, so, if their ego gives them their life experience, it's, who cares? It's up to well, them. They get, you know. <laughs> well, so I guess this is more, you know, soul journey stuff with all the energy and healing and, and the stuff I've been doing more like very holistic side of stuff. Um, there was this really beautiful video my friend had me watch where he said, if you have a car and it's a very nice car, and you enjoy it, and it's part of your life experience, that's that's fine, right? Your ego is when something uh, you get a scratch on the car, and it destroys you. Instead of being like, oh, that's fine, you know, I'll buff it out, get it fixed, whatever, no big deal. But when we attach ourselves to these things, when our ego and like our self-worth or our self-identity is attached to these things, that's when like I think it becomes dangerous because that's where your focus is. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, that's subjective. I think that's subjective. That- that's up to each individual person. I think that right, I have yeah, OCD. For I mean, every person. I have OCD. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. You know that. <laughs> I've had to adjust that being married to Kit, and I've had to adjust it having children. <laughs> and um, I think 
that OCD is the right way to do things, right? That's yeah. in my mind, that's the right way to do stuff. Your son, your brother's got OCD like nuts. He has white carpet in his house. He's got four boys and another one, you know, and a girl on the way. So, um, but that's that's just Tanner. That's just that's just yeah. way he that's what he processes things. Right. And he has different values, and but that's that individualism we need to let each other have and not right. be so critical. Yeah, it's I, I no guess right way, right? Right. And it's there's no right way to live your life experience and what you want, but it has to be, you know, I guess I guess what I'm saying more is, you know, I think we don't have the time to look internally or we don't give ourselves that time. We don't give ourselves that time to heal and to grow and to change when we attach our identity to these things, when we just want them and we enjoy them. And it's part of this life that we get to live. That's, you know, that's beautiful. It's fun. You know, I want to travel and I want to go do cool things and that costs money. So I want to make yeah. money, but I'm not attaching my identity to like well, these yeah. things. I think it's funny. Cause you know, I had a lot of cars, trucks, Jeeps, all those things. And Carson always asked, he'll ask me these random questions like, what's the, what was the best car you ever had or your favorite car? I'm like, yeah, you know, I just, it's a fucking car. I don't really care. It's just a car. It's expensive. I would probably not even have a car if we didn't live in such a hilly area. I'd probably just ride a bike. If I could show up somewhere sweaty, I'd probably just ride a bike. I don't, I, I could, you know, I'm sitting in front of one, two, three, four. I have five screens in front of me right now three for this thing and then i have another screen on the laptop over here i i could care less if i had this i could do without it right but anyway kind of getting off on a tangent <laughs> you have more notes um well just i, I guess mean, i love just having these conversations with you but yeah it was and i it can was chop crazy. this up if it goes too long <laughs> yeah i mean it was it was mostly just recognizing um what it is to take accountability and and look at yourself and continue to grow because I, I really just don't think people do that and well I'll tell you something I said to a guy on one of my first podcasts in fact the guy that kind of encouraged me to do this besides your sister kind of taught me how to do it and said look just make a podcast if it sucks do another one if it sucks mm -hmm. do another one your kind of thing right. I said to him once I said you know the problem with people my age here's the biggest problem with people my age is we fucked a lot of stuff up right the environment our children a lot of things like I don't think we gave you guys too much, but you definitely got more than when I was a kid. <clears throat> and I don't know if that was good or bad. Some of it was good, some of it might have been bad. But we affected a lot of things and screwed a lot of things up. And now we don't want to take responsibility for that. We want to push it on you guys and say, how are you going to fix this? Mm. Well, we should be the ones fixing it. So he appreciated that I said that because I really do believe that, that we did a lot of damage to society Um just because of the times, you know, here's a good example, electric cars, right? Great concept, all these things, you know, you can't get rid of the batteries. They don't, <laughs> it will take a million years for those batteries to go away. Right. So what do you do with the batteries? You know, what did we do with our trash? We threw it in the ocean. I mean, we did all these things environmentally and I'm not a big ozone guy. I don't, th I think that, you know, I think Al Gore said 20 years ago that we were going to be underwater in 2020. Well, I looked outside today. There's no water. I'm not on a beach yet. So <laughs> I'm waiting um, for it. <laughs> I don't necessarily buy into that, but there's definitely some emissions things that we just blew off and did what we wanted to and kind of felt like it was our earth to ruin. And it's that's not that's not the case. 
He said, I'm not a tree hugger. But I come on. <laughs> we used to have, you know, we used to use glass bottles when we were younger and we didn't have an issue with recycling glass. Mm-hmm. Now we have, pl- I have three plastic bottles right in front of me right now that guess where they're going? Yeah. I don't know what else to do with them. So I think we need to, we need to come up with a better idea. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think people are trying to do it, but my age and older, we're like, yeah, deal with it. That's what I think, right? We did it. We did it. Look what we did to politics. I mean, look at the past three, four presidents that we had. We've allowed this to happen. You know, we've made a situation with a president. We can't get the smartest people in office because they have got passed and they don't want to, they don't want to know what it is. Right. We've well, ruined the idea of that leadership. We have terrible leaders in America and, and we're still the best country in the world. And we have crappy leaders. How the hell did that happen? Um, I was going to go back to uh, something. I had a question. So now, obviously, you have like Carson and um, you're raising grandkids and stuff. Um, From raising us to raising them, what would you say is like something that you changed for because you were like, oh, I didn't do this with them, but I should have. And now I'm going to do it with these kids. Hmm. I think that. I'm easier on them a little bit because they're my grandkids, right? I don't want to be disciplinary. I don't want to do it anymore. I want to discipline kids. (laughs) But I can't send them out in the world with no discipline either, right? So I can tell you that society has a lot more to do with raising your kids than I thought it did. I thought I had more control. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, what Carson knows now versus what you knew when you were 15, 10 times what you knew about real world shit that he doesn't really need to deal with. I hate that he has to deal with it. Right. So it's funny because I'll, I'll be going, I listen to rap music sometimes. I just love the, bum, 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 bum. I love the beat, right? I listen to all kinds of music. You guys, that's, we grew up listening yeah, yeah. to all kinds of music. And some of it's, and I don't have the filter on, so it's bad language, right? And I don't really pay attention to it. It's just part of the song, right? Mm-hmm. I'm listening to Snoop or something. He's using the N word. I don't really, and I try to turn it down. And he's like, uh, Papa, I, I've been hearing this stuff for three or four years, right? He's right. like immune to it. And I guess it's okay that he's immune to it, but that's just, he's too young. Like 10 yeah. years old, he didn't need to hear that shit. And I unfortunately, sometimes Piper will be in a car and that'll happen. And I just don't. So um, I, yeah, I mean, it's a whole different, I'm in a different place in the life, right? Age wise and mm-hmm. attitude wise. So, the difference is I'm probably a lot, I'm more of a pushover, I would think now a little bit. Um, Piper's got my heart. Piper has a situation, right, in her life that I she needs more. You know, you guys didn't have it. You had your parents right. around. Right? So, you know, it's a little more. I feel, I don't feel guilty. I felt more guilty with you guys from being, having failed marriages. Mm-hmm. Now I feel sympathy for these kids, Yeah, <clears throat> you know. And um, so I try to gear that stuff a little bit. I'm I'm probably as active. Like I just bought a tandem bike because I want to get Piper on a bike. Mm-hmm. And I just bought her foot straps today so she can. You know. So I do. I kind of we still kind of do that stuff. But that's, awesome. that's a hard question. I think society has changed a lot and it's affected parenting styles. I'll tell you the trippiest thing is I two weeks ago we went to a pre third grade pool party. Right. We never fucking heard of that. Right. She's going into third grade. So they had a pool party for all the third graders at some lady's house. That's funny. So I go there and there's 20 kids in the pool. Right. So my 
instinct was to sit next to the pool and keep an eye on these kids, right? There's 20 kids in the pool. I'm the only guy, but there was one, two other guys at the party when I got there. And they're over talking. They're not even paying attention. And then all the moms are, <laughs> you know, all the, the all these moms are your guys' age. Right. Going to hang out with them, right? <laughs> so I kind of sat there alone. And the, and the host of the, the woman came over and said, are you okay? And I'm like, oh, I'm fine. She's like, you can come over and talk with us. I said, you know, I'm just really more interested in making sure these kids are safe. Yeah. Like, oh, I appreciate that. So I, the parents that I have to deal with now are so much younger, you know. I used to deal with people my age. Now I'm dealing with kids. And I yeah. insult them probably if I call them kids, but I have kids older than you guys. So. Right. Well, and it's with social media and like you said, like just like all this society stuff, I feel like we're so disconnected or we, a lot of parents that I know like end up being like very disconnected from their kids. Thankfully, I a lot of my friends are very involved and that was, you know, really inspiring for me to watch. And obviously like all the, siblings are doing their best to be like as involved as they can and it's yeah. hard when you have to work and be a parent but um i think there's no, so have... many that are disconnected they don't watch their kids they don't enjoy this like phase it's such a short phase you get yeah we keep an eye on carson's media use you know mm-hmm. maybe we should do it more but we have restrictions on his phone and um i know what he's playing i don't really like these video games i don't like the video game because i just i'd rather have him outside playing basketball but that's just kind of a societal thing now. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, this social media is definitely a trip. When you go, when I drop him off at school, everybody's got their, they're walking with their phone in their hand, you know, while they're reading instead of, you know, I don't know, talking to each other. Right. <laughs> what a concept, well, right? To talk to your so friends. I told you, like, we got flip phones. <laughs> Yeah. And um, a big reason of that is like, I wanted to connect more with people and host- this was the same way, you know, we want more of that connection, but I went to a coffee shop the other day and I looked around and every single person is on their phone and I'm just sitting there, you know, like just amazed. And everywhere I go, people, you know, have their kids, their little itty bitty kids with a huge screen in front of their face shopping. And it's sad because that's my favorite, one of my favorite things to do with Adeline is take her to the grocery store. Cause she just runs around, touches everything. You know, she's, she's interested. I'm telling her what all this fruit is. She's learning. I get to, I get to watch those like wheels turn and like people, people are missing out. Well, Everything's it's funny because I was going to say, we don't do that. But as I say that, I think Carson's on his Xbox and Piper's on her switch right now downstairs, but we regulate that too. You know, she, she doesn't have, she can't stand there all day. She can't when you guys I, eat I want together, them back at school. What's that? When you guys eat dinner together and you spend time together. We and still do that. We still food. been doing that for 35 years. So um, cooking dinner every night and sitting it together. Yeah. And I bet we probably do it maybe one night a month. In fact, last night is, I didn't really eat dinner. Neither did Kit. We were nibbling kind of thing. But mm-hmm. the kids had dinner together. And we that's rare that we do that. We right. do have, and, you know, Carson and I have really, I love taking him to school because we can talk. He walks sometimes, but we have little things. And um, I'm actually, it's funny you said the grocery store because I told him you're going to the grocery store with me when I'm done with this podcast. Because we're going to, because um, I want to hang out with him, right? I want to go do yeah. something. I'll take him to the beach tomorrow. So, yeah, parenting, um, um, yeah, I'm tired of parenting. <laughs> I'm like just getting started. I'm so. Yeah, I just like, want to okay. hang. I just want to hang out with your kids and 
you know, the old yeah. funny thing, give them licorice and then leave. But um, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> it's funny. I don't add, I always ask the kids. We always ask the kids what we can buy them for Christmas and stuff. I don't ever uh, impose those things on my grandkids because everybody has a different style. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it is interesting because now I'm remembering in the last podcast you made, you were talking about this connection. We've just lost so much of it. We don't connect with people. We don't have that yeah, compassion. Right. And, and I am a, I, I'll talk to everybody in the grocery store, right? I try to strike a conversation. I'm always talking to somebody yeah. and people get weird about it, right? Sometimes you can see it in their face. I'm like, well, okay, I won't talk to you, but it's just trying to be nice, right? Trying to mention yeah. something. Um, at that at that um, party I went to with Piper, there were a lot of parents were on their phones. And I'm on, the, I'm on my phone all day, by the way. I'm reading things. I'm usually educational. It's not always entertainment. But um, I'm communicating with people on, you know, via text or Facebook or whatever. So I think it's a great tool. But I could do without it. When we went to Vegas, I left my phone in the room a couple of times. Just walked out. It didn't bother me at all not to have it. Yeah, and it's it's just nice to like, and just have those, especially you know like when you're at the grocery store and it's a random person and you end up having this wonderful conversation. Uh, I just last week I was talking to this woman and she had mentioned her husband died and I asked her what her husband was like and she just lit up like mm -hmm. I don't think anyone had asked her in a long time, and she was like he was wonderful and told me all these stories and you know while we're in line and. By the time we left, I like feel like I really got to see this woman and know her. See, that's and another thing you got from me is people like to tell you <clears throat> things. But finish that, and I'm going to tell you a story about the, kind of the same thing. Yeah, I mean, and then um, I had mentioned um, our loss, and then she mentioned she had a loss of a child as well. And so there's this bond that I now have with this woman. I don't even know her name that she gets to go home and, and be like, someone asked me, you know, about my husband today. I yeah. haven't talked about him and we missed that's that uplifting. That's that value you gave to that to her. And this is what I'm, this is kind of what I was talking about earlier. We, we can lift people up every five minutes. Mm -hmm. It's not lying. It's really lift. just a smile. Kid has a great smile. She'll be in a grocery store. She'll smile at somebody. And they smile back at her. You know, mm -hmm. she does that all the time. She she couldn't do that during COVID, right? Because we had to wear a mask. Right. Oh, man, I hated that. I was talking to this guy. I don't. He was the CEO of this company. I was on a Zoom call with him, and then before I know it, he's telling me about his kids, and he's having a real problem with these two teenage kids. And his parent, him and his wife, were not on the same page discipline wise at all, and it was causing big problem, right? Because yeah. she was allowing them to do things he had kind of forbid them to do you know and it was it was um uh, video game related and stuff they need to be doing homework not that whatever it, he was i don't know who was right but they weren't communicating right they, they were their breakdown was the parents and the kids were taking full advantage of it mm -hmm. out of the blue this guy does that and then now he won't contact me back because i think he feels embarrassed that he told me that no i didn't i'm telling you but you don't know who it is right no one knows who it is if i talk about it and i tend to get these people to open up to me which that's kind of what motivates me to do this other thing it's kind of talk to people about let's get you back on track yeah see if you would have never healed yourself or had a healing process that you're still in you're going to be in it forever by right. the way I hate to tell you 
Um, like I miss my mom all the time. Well, mm -hmm. shit, that's been, you know, fucking 25 years ago, whatever. I don't know how long it was. 1997. I, miss, I still miss my mom. It's still a healing process. You know, I lost my sister this year and we were not talking. So I hadn't talked to her for a few years. That hurts me deeply. Right. But I, I'll just, I have to process that. Mm -hmm. But um, God, I lost track of where I was going. So if you would not have done that, you couldn't be a good wife, a good mother, a good future mother. By the way, you let the cat out of the bag. I didn't say anything. So this no, is my 16th grandchild coming <laughs> um, for all you podcast listeners. And um, I have 17th one coming next year. So we're blessed beyond belief. But you couldn't operate at a high level for your the people you have to nurture. And this right. is what this is what we do. And mothers do this all the time. Right. You had I mentioned any the other day. You won't you don't take care of yourself. And then at the end of the night, you're like you're exhausted. And then you get up and you do it all over again, but you're not operating at a high level the next day, right? So you need to right. take some time to do your stuff, meditate, heal, read, whatever you know your process is. Right. Everybody needs to do that. Dads, moms, brothers, sisters, sons, parents. Right. It's where someone's counting on us for something. Mm -hmm. We need to take some time. And I love when these companies give people there's a couple of companies that are doing this interesting thing where they give their kid, their people like Friday morning off mm -hmm. and they're directed to go do something charitable, right? Okay. Whether they get involved in rotary or they go down and pick up trash at the beach or whatever, they just, they say, look, I'm going to give you Friday morning off until noon, but I want you to spend that time doing giving back no matter what it is. I think that's really a brilliant idea, by the way. Yeah. You know, we need to do that for ourselves. We need to learn you know, I try to do it through the nights and I'm kind of in a, I just switched nights groups because the other one I felt like was going down a path that I didn't want to be involved with. So I'm ready to get back in that night's capacity, right? However we do it, feeding people or whatever. Right. Well, and I think what's interesting is, I, I well, one, it's not interesting, but yes, you're totally right. I would not be the mother that I am right now. I definitely wasn't the wife that I am now a year ago. Um, just in communication and understanding of his emotions and, and through learning how to understand my own is how I was like able to look at things from his side and recognize yeah. like, I'm not the only one here healing. I'm not the only one here dealing with these different emotions. Well, and you've done a good job, I think, at understanding that Haas uh, assimilates this information differently than you do. Oh, right? absolutely. You have a much different physical contact with Gideon versus the way he has to deal with it mm -hmm. um you know something funny page let's just you want to really get into something I think this is interesting you and I were on the outs for a while right so when you were whatever I'm not gonna say which what happened at the time it's the same it's okay but, I'm dating but look at us now right look at us look at the difference now the relationships I have with all my kids because I listen there was some point with every one of you Except Lauren, probably, because she's perfect. Just kidding. <laughs> we always kid Lauren. But um, there was a, a situation with all of you where we had to, I had to put my foot down and say, nope, I'm not, you're not crossing this line, right? Mm -hmm. Every one of you kids. But now I can call any kid right now and have a conversation with them, right? And we don't have any issues. We put it behind us. We did whatever. We learned. We 
you know, I didn't handle myself perfectly. You didn't handle yourself. Perfectly. It's just what it is, right? We had to go through that. If people could get more, if they had more responsibility in correcting situations like that on both sides, what a difference we'd be in now in society, yeah. right? To be able to say, you know what? You're right. That was, I didn't, shouldn't have said that. That was yeah. over the line or whatever. And I've gone back and told people that. Look, I was over the line. I crossed the line. Mm -hmm. I was emotional and whatever. And it generally, me and Amy were on the outs for a while, you know, because of something I told her. And I didn't mean to hurt her intentionally, but I did. And so I went back to her and apologized to her. And, so, you know, yeah. we're best friends now. So, yeah. I mean, you're going to, this is going to happen with Adeline more than likely with your kids. Mm -hmm. You're going to get into a situation where you're going to have to be the parent. Right. They're going to push your buttons, you know, and you're going to have to, um, you know, deal with it as it comes. Yeah. And your husband too. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like you said, it's just like this constant communication and um, that I think really helps and recognizing too, that, you know, you don't always have to, I think when, cause I'm not like embarrassed about talking about it when I was dating, I won't say his name, but when I was yeah. dating, him, um, you know, I, uh, what was I going with that? I think after, you know, when I had like, when that was done and I, when, you know, was moving on from that, there was no conversation that needed to be had because I recognized where you were coming from with that. It wasn't this grudge that I was holding to be, to say, oh, you know, when you told me whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. It was this understanding of like, I see exactly where he was meaning. Cause now I have learned, I've grown and I've seen this person for who he was at the time. And hopefully, you know, he's grown and changed himself. And I think people also don't do that. They always expect some, they always expect this apology or expect this whole thing. But when it was done, it was done, you know, and we came back together. And like you said, we've now grown as a father-daughter relationship from that, you know, sometimes, yeah. um, you know, you grow out of, um, what's the word? I, I don't want to say suffering because it wasn't you know like that but you grow out of hardships and you grow out of these things if you allow yourself to well have you ever met anybody so you know the person you know I, i've known since i was 12 years old lived around the corner from us right mm -hmm. you know that person i'm not going to mention his name he is the same person he was 25 years ago in my opinion his politics haven't changed his uh, habits haven't changed his viewing of tv hasn't changed a lot of things right he's just and it's really not a criticism. I don't know if anyone's ever, he's ever had a communication. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, to me, that's really sad, right? I'm, I'm a very different person than I was when that situation took place with you. Mm -hmm. right? Very different person. Uh, much more open-minded. I mean, when I saw, said that Samantha, she almost fell off her chair. She's like, oh my God, you're so different. <laughs> not even funny. And it's not even liberal or conservative. It's just understanding, right? Right. So when you meet people like that, you I feel bad for people that haven't grown, you know, emotionally or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't really care about the politic part. That's politics. That's a lot of politics part of us, and we we amplify it more than we like ever need to. I feel like. Well, I think my biggest thing with politics is we don't we shouldn't be counting on the government to help us. We should be counting on ourselves to move forward, right? Because there's always something shitty going on in politics or the world. 
Right. If we wait till that's fixed, you're dead. You're not. Might as well just jump off a cliff now. It's not going to get fixed, right? It's only going to get worse. Um, it, this, we've been saying that since I was a kid. So, and it has gotten worse. So, but you know, didn't stop me from raising eight kids in San Diego, you know, and doing all those things. Um, so, like I said, I, I always there was always something with um, you kids, and not because you were bad kids. You were testing the water. You were growing. You were going through emotional things. That's got to be the worst thing with kids when they start their hormones start changing. Good luck with that, but that is just that's a hard thing to deal with because we're not on the same plane, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially and the, eight daughters. Yeah, and the information availability, like now compared to when you guys were kids versus when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I think we definitely have more of an understanding of of. Um, like how hormones change. And the only reason I, I really bring that up is um, I don't know if you saw on Etsy, I had created a like cycle tracker. Yeah, and, that's awesome. I love talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's such a taboo topic, but I think it, it definitely could be talked about more. Um, and I won't get too into it, but I'm creating a, a print, uh, not just a printable one, but like a printed journal. And it, to help women and especially young girls, you know, understand how their body changes and why it changes, but also to live in tune with it because our bodies change for a reason. We, you know, people are always like, oh, you know, they must be on their period. They're crazy. But really those emotions rise for a reason because there's time to like process. Um, well, and I think this is that man and woman thing where, where people, they want to just have the, you know, multiple genders and all this stuff. This is a topic and a situation that I could never understand. Right. So I would say to somebody, I used to make this joke that when Tanner was born, his mom was like, like you know, screaming at me, like, why did you do this to me? <laughs> I mean, all the <laughs> stuff like you'd see on TV. Yeah. And then when she had when she had Tanner, she goes, Oh, that wasn't so bad. And I'm like, what the hell did you <laughs> just screaming? So I would kid with people about tattoos, right? So tattoos hurt. And people all the time saying, did that hurt? And I'm like, yeah, it fucking hurt. <laughs> well, why did you get so many? I said, I don't know, because as soon as I was done, I'm like, where's the next one going, you know? Yeah. And I will kid with Kit and say, is it kind of, she loved being pregnant. She loved the birth. She loved all that stuff. But I kind of say, is that, is that even comparable to having a child? But it meant, you know, the, just the, oh, the right. pain's over now. I'm ready to go. I know it's not like having a child. <laughs> <clears throat> but I don't think. See, we don't need to be convinced that having a child is tough. Right? Guys don't. We don't need to be convinced. You don't need to convince us. You don't need to. We don't. I, yeah. It's not that I don't care, but I don't need to know. You First of all, you can't explain it to me. Right. So it's okay. It's okay to have guy stuff and girl stuff, right? Right. I can't explain to you the pressures of trying to keep eight kids in San Diego, right? I can't right. just can't explain it to you now. Thank God you're not, and you hopefully never be a single parent. That's very tough, right? right? And there's a lot of people out there doing that. Um, but I think this is where guys and gals just get to have their own thing, right? This is mm -hmm. so we don't need to know all that. But um, I was going somewhere with that, like an emotional thing. So I didn't necessarily. Kit took a lot of the brunt of that mm -hmm. when you guys were young. I didn't necessarily have to deal with it. She and I, because I wouldn't have known how. Right. 
I would have had to go like get my mom or somebody to go. Can you explain this to these kids? Because I don't, <laughs> still don't even understand it, and I yeah. don't really have any interest in understanding it. Now we have another kid coming up, Piper. Right. You know, I'm gonna have to, but Kit will, you know, sure step in or Pauline. You know, will take care of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's a yeah. lot of difference between men and women, but you know, society doesn't want that to be true. They want every they want everybody to be equal. We're not equal. We're very different, and it's okay. Well, and I I think. I think, you know, obviously in the workforce and things like that, like there should be payment equality, obviously, like that's, that would be silly either way. Not in every job. There's... And I'll tell you why I bring that up. That's why I bring that up. Because you're right. If I, I listen, I, I'd rather work for women most of the time than guys. I've had a much better luck working with women. Um, I think they're, they're sharper in a lot of different areas of business that I would, I prefer to be around a woman normally in a business setting. And they should be getting equal pay. If they're getting equal results, they should be getting equal pay. But when you talk about athletics or something, mm. that athletics is based on viewership and you can't get the viewers to what, then you cannot equal, you cannot have equal pay because you're getting paid based on sponsorships and things like that. Right. But that's not man versus woman. I mean, it might happen that the reason well, they, that the viewership isn't happening. That's what society says. But, but um, I think, yeah, I guess obviously like if Ariana Grande is singing at a concert and I'm singing at a concert, I'm not going to get paid what she's getting paid, right? So it's not necessarily man versus woman. It's yeah. what kind of crowd, like you said. But I think there's a real beauty. Obviously, I would never understand what someone's going through if they felt like they needed to transition or they weren't in the right body. Like if that's like what you want to do, I'm like, go for it. That's who you are. You know, be who you are. But there's also this real beauty that I think that we get lost in what it means to not necessarily to be a woman, but like what, or yeah, you know, like being born a woman, there's so much power and beauty. And I I love, I love it. I used to hate it. I used to hate having periods and having to do things with my makeup and do all these things and have this body. But when you start recognizing like the core of it and what it really is and the power of being a mother and, and I'm a creator and, you know. I get to do all these wonderful things that Haas doesn't get to experience. And then on the opposite side, it's the same thing, right? He gets to do all these things that I won't experience. And now that we're having two girls, he, um, there's, you know, I'm not going to get to do the daddy daughter dates, right? I'm with like mother son dates, but there's other things, obviously I get to look forward to. However, there's, there's these real beauties in being born who you are. And um, I wish people would recognize that and know that embrace it yeah and embrace it but there's so much backlash on both of it right there's constantly this again the box that we're supposed to live in and who we're supposed to be you know you're supposed to be a catholic father that shouldn't have tattoos and you're raising these daughters and you you know should be this certain way but that's not who you are you like to decorate i call it (laughs) you probably won't like this i call it your meat suit (laughs) <laughs> I said I said that to one of my friends and she was disgusted but that's all it is right it's our little house that we get to live in and and enjoy this life and and you want to decorate it and like that shouldn't like you said it shouldn't change your character it shouldn't change who you are and if you do feel like you need to change your gender right it doesn't change who you are you know go for it I wish you would would know how powerful it is to be like who you are But if you feel you need to change it, like, I think, like you said, like we put so much concern on someone else's life and it's like, I don't, that if that's who you are, that's what you do. Like, I love you. You just said the key. 
it's what we're putting on other people's lives. Mm -hmm. It's not my business. Um, you can assimilate information whichever way you feel like you need to assimilate information. Do I think some people are wrong? I do. And they think I'm wrong too, mm -hmm. by the way. And that's okay, but I don't need to, you know, it, it's that old meme that, look, it's because I don't believe what you think, that doesn't mean I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. It's my opinion. Listen, I've formed opinions over the years from the day I was born, right? About who I was around and where I grew up and my environment, blah, 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 blah. I mean, those are all things that I formed through your environment. Mm -hmm. And you'll, you're doing the same thing. You guys learned certain things being in the environment that we created for you. Right. And then you created your own environment too. The people you hung out with, the people, you know, all these things. It's mm -hmm. not wrong. It's just life. And different. But yeah. We're all different. And we can't. And that's it's beautiful. Funny when you see kids or I, the, the ones I see the most now are like the bikers, right? The guys like when I was riding my Harley, the way I would dress, the things I would buy. And, like that. and I see these people are all like, we want to be individuals. And then you look at them, they all look like fucking clones right they're all wearing the same thing they got the same bikes they all got the same bars they all got the same and kids would do that too when you guys were growing up there was like a way to dress right right and i'm okay. like well you're an individual but you dress just like everybody else right so that's kind of odd you know i always kind of laugh at that because i do the same thing but i mean as i get older so i wear a hat a lot you know all the time. And it's because I've worn a hat since I was 10. And it's also because when I'm outside, I can't take the sun on my head, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Doesn't change who my opinion about anything. And I can have a conversation with anybody. So mm -hmm. it's just the silliest thing that we try to put everybody in a box, you know? Well, and that we're so focused on this like physical plane, right? Like the physical outlook. There's, I don't know if you know who Ram Das is. Um, he was like an, a guru, I think, from the 60s or 70s. I think I he, have heard that name. Um, I'll send you the video because it's actually really beautiful. But he um, just, I'm going to butcher it a little bit. But he talks about the way we view people. And he says it as if you have this headset that turns dials. And you mm -hmm. see people on this physical plane. This person's fat or thin or pretty or ugly or, you know, how you view them. And then you turn the dial. So now you see them on this different plane. And then when you get to the end, you're not seeing a separate being. You're seeing you. You're seeing this oneness that we all have, this connection that we all have, this collective of souls, you know, that, and depending on your religion or your spirituality, it can be God, you know, we're all part of him. We all are him. Jesus says that, you know, one bread, one body. And I believe he's talking about everyone being connected or source energy or, you know, nature or mother earth, you know, we're, however you view it, we're all just these children learning how to live in life and trying to facilitate an experience with what we've been given and the life we've been given. And we're all here just, you know, we're just here. I know, but we turn this, we turn a lot of that into racism. We call it race. We always have a name for it, right? It's racism, sexism, all these things. Um, you're, if you were given 20 pictures of men and you had to pick out the ones that were attractive to you, maybe you pick out five, right? Whatever. It's just, you see somebody like, okay, check. Same with women check. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Check. Whatever, whatever I'm attracted to. And then we go, well, see, you're a, you're a sexist because you picked all the girls with big boobs or whatever, you know, whatever the thing you pick. Mm -hmm. 
we don't see we're not allowed to have our own opinion about things because then we get grouped into those things i was talking about before we get grouped yeah. into that well you don't believe in this like when i said about roe versus wade i will be grouped into this republican right-wing republican mm-hmm. that uh religion and, and i don't care about women that's not that's not what i said i didn't say it was right or wrong i said the what they what changed was just the way the law is administered. That's all it changed. Right. So, but everybody wants to put you in this group, right? Well, right. he's over there. He's over there. It's funny, you know, John and Becky come over and they're both one's Republican, one's Democrat. It's the funniest thing in the world because they're married and they, I think he watches Fox upstairs and she watches CNN downstairs. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Kit and I don't have that separation. But it's just funny to watch people like them be and so And they've different. been married so long, which is funny too. So, yeah. They have this, like, they'd go on these all adventures and stuff. And then yeah. Yeah. it's just so funny to watch them. But um, yeah, but they'll, you know, if I, if I agree with him at all, Becky puts me in that group, his group. So she was talking about, we were talking about socialism the other time that I saw him. I said, and uh, John says, well, CEOs get paid too much. A lot of CEOs get paid too much. Well, who's to say that they get paid too much? If they've signed a contract, like a, like a sports person, and they get X amount of dollars because the revenue, they generate so much revenue. Well, then who's to say? The problem with socialism is there's who's going to make the rules of how much people get. Let's say we're all going to be equal in the U.S., right? Who's going to make the rules of how good we get to live? Mm-hmm. What kind of computers are we going to buy? Are we going to buy PCs or are we going to buy apples? Who's going to decide how much money we have to do that? This is a problem because everybody wants to control you, but no one can make a decision on how you should be controlled. Right. right? The government can't do it. Catholic Church can't do it. No one can do it. You know, the Catholic Church has a, I love, I think, and it's basic, basic knowledge, uh, basic principles. It's a perfect religion. But when you start saying, you start having them ask you for money when they're in a $12 million church, that's a little hard to swallow, right? When you're going, wait a second, you guys have two houses over here that are worth $2 million each, and you're in a $12 million church, and you want me to give 10% of my income. So you can have a gold piece in back instead of copper. You know yeah. what I mean? That's the kind right. of stuff. That, <laughs> when we built the church, I said something to Father Michael he did not like. They have marble countertops and things like that. And when we were doing the house, I had a choice whether I could do granite or tile in the showers. Well, I was running out of money. So I'm like, well, you got to t- tile their showers. Showers cheaper, know? yeah. Yeah, these things got to be tiled because I just don't have the money to do it. Right. Why don't we do that at church or in businesses? Why don't we say, you know what? Yeah, we probably don't need 300,000 square feet. We could do it with two. Yeah. But they just go, oh, we'll just get the money from them. And that's, that's, that's what happens. That's, that's where the problem comes in. So you either got to be the guy that's making those decisions or, you know, build your own building, put your own granite in. Yeah. Yeah. We've actually, um, we haven't, yeah, we haven't actually gone to church in a while because we've had a lot of, I think, difference in opinion of what's being told versus like what the readings say. And I think what Jesus was trying to say. And I just, and then the money thing, you know, you walk into this insane church and they're like, can we have money? And Haas and I are in a transition phase trying to build these different businesses. And we're like, well, we, you know, no, because <laughs> we need to eat. And, um, it's, it's been, 
it was definitely a really hard break because I loved being Catholic growing up for so long and feeling so. You're still connected. Catholic. You can always go back. Right. I just, I think I found, uh, Haas kind of put it, you know, our religion is humanity and this like serving of the people. So very like much what Jesus told us to come do and to see people through, like you said, through their pain, you know, putting those glasses on, seeing people on that fourth dial, right? That from Ram Das, seeing them for being part of you. They are you because we're all one and being able to look at someone and say like, I see your pain. I'll sit with you in your pain and now let's grow. Let's have something beautiful. And that's, you know, been the the goal of Merkaba Awakening is, is helping people recognize how to get to a soul level of themselves so that they can they can help serve people and they can manifest these beautiful lives they want and have their, you know, earthly experience of what they want it to be, but also to keep themselves at a place where they're happy because people just aren't, people just aren't happy and yeah. it's sad. And well, and that's this, this conversation is another podcast. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a long conversation and I have my opinions about it and things like that. And some advice to you too, but we won't get into that now, but, um, Anyway, the next podcast I'm doing, which I'm probably going to do tomorrow, is kind of back to the basics about reinventing yourself, right? Where are you at in life? Um, you need to focus and get reengaged. We went and saw a Top Gun um, Maverick again on Sunday. We took the kids this time. Yeah, that's cool. And, I, you know, aside from the movie was excellent. It's one of my top five movies. No problem about it. But Tom Cruise was interesting. So um, we went to the grocery store afterwards. We had to get some food. And uh, we saw one of our friends there that works there. And I said, yeah, we just went and saw Top Gun Maverick. And she says, is Tom Cruise in that? And I said, yeah. And she says, oh, I hate him. <laughs> and I kind of it kind of threw me back a little bit. And I'm not in love with Tom Cruise. But what he's, you know, what he's done in his life career-wise is pretty awesome, right? And then this movie was really good. I and mean, he, I thought he kind of uh, did a really good job of acting that he came a long way being mature and things like that, right? Just as we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of attitudes of people. So first of all, I'm sure she doesn't know Tom Cruise. He probably doesn't shop the state. <laughs> right, like... <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, I kind of rather like to reserve my love or hate for somebody that I actually know, right? <laughs> I don't want to just hate someone because I don't, because they're an actor. Um, right. I'm not a big advocate of, I'm an athlete now. I have a political opinion that everybody needs to hear, and I'm right. I'm not a big advocate of that. But it was just, I just thought he did such a good job um, with a lot of things in this movie. And it meant more to me than just seeing a movie about a guy flying planes. I'm the same age as he is. And from where he started out, I I followed him. Well, not followed him, but, you know, you can't help. How can you help but not follow yeah. him? Because he was making movies here and there, blah, blah, blah. And I've seen movies that he's in, and I was I was just real impressed with how he did. Now, um, as far as Scientology goes, I don't need to hear Tom Cruise talk about that. I'm not interested, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's just as a person, I'm looking at him going, wow, you, you've come a long way. I mean, the role he played in this movie. And it just goes to life, right, that, that um, he's he's done what we were just we're, – we've been talking about for almost an hour and a half, over an hour and a half. He has developed into – a, a some, someone who's comfortable in his skin, right? He's making a ton of money off this movie because it is being successful. 
It's not because mm-hmm. they just gave him a ton. I didn't give him a, a guaranteed contract. He got a right. piece of the movie, and he's making a lot of money off it. So, not to get into, into or just dote on Tom Cruise. I think there's a lot of people out there that we look at, and I think the thing that if you took an actor that started about the same time as him, and he's and that person, girl, or guy's not as popular, what happened to them? Why didn't they grow? Right. That happens a lot with with uh, actors and comedians and things. They're really super good for five or six years, and they kind of drop off the face of the earth, you know. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't they couldn't reinvent. They can't they can't get that magic back together, right? Of what they were doing. And that's my life, right? I gotta I gotta recreate that magic, get get relevant again. So it's not easy. And these guys on a big they're on a gigantic scale compared to me, obviously. Um, so I was just impressed with the whole was kind of the whole thing that he did. And um, I'm going to talk, we're going to talk about ambition. You know, It's hard to be ambitious in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're ambitious, um, is that good or bad? I mean, if you want more things, if you want more to learn more, if you want to grow, is that good or bad? See, right. I always said, it's like, remember the, the old thing, uh, no brain, no headache, right? Well, if <laughs> yeah. you don't have any ambition and you are constantly in a uh, failing, what does it matter? You're not ambitious yeah. enough to get over that failure. Well, in ambition doesn't go, it hasn't gone away from me. I'm still ambitious. I still definitely podcast. I got, I'm learning video editing. I'm learning all this stuff. So it's not easy being ambitious all the time. Right. Well, and, and I think people have like, will have their different definitions of ambition and what their idea of success is. And it just so happens that yours is in line with what Tom Cruise's success you know, story kind of followed. And that's, that's cool. Like that's what drives you and what excites you and gets your creative energy flowing. And I feel like people will be, yeah. And that's funny though, that people say, Oh, I hate this person if they don't know them. And uh, or, I, I, really all, I love this person. And you're like, you know, this person or like wow. <laughs> you guys friends, but they, you know, they have a, they made this song that I love and I'm like, okay, well, if they made it, I mean, you know, yeah, that's the, yeah, it kind of goes back and forth. But we do that on a small scale, too, where we're like, I don't like that guy. I don't like the way he's dressed. Right. It's funny. So these kids, we have a skateboard park right by, you know, that one in Penasquitas is by. And I see these kids will ride their skateboard over to um, Santa Brothers, right, to get a drink or whatever. And I was one of those little brats when I was a kid, right? I was that skateboarder that would come over. And I see those kids, and I can see people, like, looking at them poorly. And I'm like, oh, there's so much kids. pressure on these poor kids. You know, they're out riding at least they're getting exercise. They don't have their fate. You know, they're not sitting in their parents' basement eating Cheetos or other exercising and inventing and having a good time. Well, and they're just kids. And I feel like so often we expect, I think we've mentioned this before, we expect kids to do things that we don't even expect ourselves or we think we're doing and we don't have the awareness to be like, oh, I'm not actually, you know, like, are you outside doing stuff? Like, Right. You know, same thing when people complain about things like, what are you doing to change it? If you can't change it, find something you can change. Work on what you can. Don't just like let yourself be defeated. Take some accountability. Do something. Yeah. All right, Paige, Rue, what else we got? Anything? I think I think I covered all the things um, that I was. I thought we were going to do like an hour today. Hard. We're in about, we're about, about an hour 40. I'm going to yeah. break this one up in parts, so. But yeah. Anyway, I love talking to you, Paige. And I got a really nice email from a guy 
that I don't even know. He got my name from John. He, I was on the John Riley Project podcast. Mm-hmm. He sent me a really nice email. Said he loved listening to my podcast. It was very inspiring. And uh, anytime he has problems at work, he comes home and listens to one of my podcasts because it helps him get motivated. You know. Yeah. And he says, and something he loved. He says, I love that you talk to your kids on your podcast because I wish I would have recorded, you know, conversations with my dad. And my dad's not around anymore. And I thought the other day, I thought, you know. If this podcast does nothing, it's going to give my grandkids and my kids Definitely. an opportunity to go back and kind of get to know who I was, you know, or am. Mm-hmm. And uh, God forbid something happens. We never know the day or hour. Right. So uh, it's kind of a digital vault. Right. That's, mm-hmm. that's going to be accessible to um, to, you know, my lineage. Right. Right. And to other people. I don't know if this is the best foundation or the best uh, thing for getting a job you know because someone could listen to a podcast go nope <laughs> you right, know, I don't like right. tattoos I don't like the, the, there's no ageism right they can just say no don't even you know so yeah. who knows I mean but that you know I, I would never want to go to work for somebody that didn't know who I was and that's and what, what you get yeah. And, they, yeah if they don't like you when you're you then they don't deserve yeah, you right. so I mean there's more positives and negatives I hope and um um, you know, so we just navigate our way through. So anyway, kiss your uh, husband and your beautiful daughter and congratulations on the new girl coming. Do we have a name yet? Um, no, we had a whole list okay. of boy names. And then once we thought it was a boy for two hours and then realized it was you were due in December. Yep. On the winter solstice, December 21st. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you might go a couple days earlier and hit Samantha's birthday. I know. know. I'm I'm excited to start having everyone guess dates just to yeah. see. Yeah, it'll be fun. Well, we're excited for you. And of course, we're so proud of you and uh, you know Thank our you. grandchildren. And, you know, I, I'm glad people listen to this podcast, get to know us better. I'd, I'd rather get some more guests that I don't know on here. <laughs> uh, I have a possible guest that is having some challenges right now that um, if he comes on, I'll let you know. Um, I'd like to have him tell a story. I don't want to exploit his problems, but I want him to be able to tell a story for kind of the same reason I just mentioned it. It's, if God forbids this thing goes sideways, he does have, he does have a, uh, you know, like a little digital uh, thing for his kids or his family or whatever. So, um, so we've solved most of the problems of the world today, right? All of them, I think. Well, Paige, you're an awesome guest. Um, I'm glad your business is going well. I want to hear more about that. So I'll call, I'll get on uh, get on your website and check it out and look at your, you have a blog on there too, right? Yes, I do. And um, you got some other businesses going. You can tell me about another time, but looking always great to have you. And I'm just going to do an outro right here, but I love you and I'll hopefully see you. Well, I won't see you soon because unless we come up to Oregon. Come on up. Well, if I don't get a job, we might be living on your property in a tent. <laughs> uh, we'll work on that later. All right. So this is the Ed Franklin No Limits podcast. My beautiful daughter, Paige, uh, second time on here. She did a great job. Um, if you want to reach me, you can reach me at edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com. If you'd like to be a guest or know somebody who would be a guest, a good guest, let me know. Send me an email. So thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.